listening to the Marietta Seventh-day Adventist Church podcast. Today's message comes to us from Senior Pastor of Marietta Seventh-day Adventist Church, Matthew Smith. Paul writes in the book Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 20, he says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. God, bless these words, guide them, and allow us to hear your voice this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. You might have met this guy at a Publix near you. He goes by the name Johnny. Johnny the Bagger. Some of you may know this story from a little white book that many people have. Johnny the Bagger, 19 years old. He's got Down syndrome, but he works at a grocery store. He's the, he's the bag boy. At some point at this grocery store, they brought in an inspirational speaker to motivate the team. And, and this is the, the lady that is that speaker. And she came in and she talked to all the employees who probably were a little bit grumbly, a little bit kind of, uh, at least I'm getting paid to sit through this meeting. And as she's talking to them, she says, whatever your job is, make it better. Do better. And so 19-year-old Johnny, he goes home that afternoon and he starts thinking, how can I make being a bag boy better? He says, this is the lowest of the low job. I mean, anybody can do this job. Aldi says, customers need to do this job. And he says, how am I going to make this job better? And so he goes home, and he says, I'm going to create Johnny's thought of the day. He'll find it online, find it in a book. He'll think one up if he can't can't find one. And so he would go home every day. His dad would help him set it up on the computer. They'd print them out, and he'd cut them up. And every time a customer would bring their, you know, he's at the end of the cash register, and he would bag their groceries. Every time there was a customer, he'd stick one of these thoughts of the day in their bag, and he would say, thank you for shopping with us. That's a small little gesture, something not too big, but it started to make ripples in this grocery store chain. The manager, a month later, is walking the, the aisles, and he's checking out things, making sure that the bathrooms are clean, making sure that, that every, all the workers are in the right place, and he, he sees a line, a line from a cash register. It goes through the cereal aisle, down through the produce, all the way to the dairy section, and he starts to panic. And so he, he gets on his walkie-talkie and says, I need cashiers at, at, at register 5, 6, and 7. They come, and he goes over to the customer. He says, hey, guys, 5, 6, and 7 are open. Please make your way right over there. And they all look at him and smile, and they say, we want Johnny's thought of the day. <laughs> One lady even said, I only used to shop here once a week, but now every time I come by here, I come in because I want Johnny's thought of the day. He's taking his job to the next level bigger and better than it ever could be. In fact, it, transitioned, it transformed the whole store. The, the florists, every time they'd have a, a flower that had a broken stem, instead of pitching it, throwing it away, they would take it and walk around the store to find an elderly lady, and they'd pin it on her as a corsage. They were taking their, their job to the next level to make it better than it could be. They didn't want to be just grocery store workers. They wanted to, to do something bigger and better, something that they, could, they never thought they could be. As I think about our church, I'm proud. I love Mac, Marietta Seventh-day Adventist Church. If you're just visiting here today, hey, I'm glad you're here. You're kind of joining a family of people that love their own church and, and love what God's doing here. And that's, 
really the only thing I can brag about, is that God is using our church to make a difference in this community, and that's powerful to me. That's bigger and better than anything that I could ever dream about. And I love the fact that he is working in us and through us to make us so much more than we could even think or imagine. And as Paul writes the passage that we just read a minute ago, he's preaching to Gentiles. Not Jews, not the chosen people of God to take a message to the world. Gentiles, the other group. Jews had the opportunity, but they, uh, did, they said, Jesus, you're not the Messiah. And once they did that, then Jesus said, anyone that, well, uh, God says, anyone that wants to be a part of the, the God family just has to accept Jesus as their Savior. And you Gentiles, that's us, take the message to the world. And as he closes out Ephesians chapter 3, he says this verse that we read earlier. He says it, think about it again. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Immeasurably more. Immeasurable. You can't count it. You can't uh, put an exponent by it. You can't add it. You can't multiply it. It's immeasurable. There's no statistics for it. There's no data for it. You can't count it. You can't put it on a, on a chart. You can't plot it on a graph. It doesn't have stats. It's just as good as it can be, bigger and better than you could ever imagine. Immeasurably more. I am a maximizer. I don't know if you've taken the Clifton Strength Finders test. Many of you have. If you haven't, you should do it. It's worth the 12 bucks or whatever it is to take the test. I mean, that, that test has made a bigger impact on my life than a lot of things. And my, in my top five strengths, the top one is maximizer. And if you don't know what a maximizer is, maximizers look at things that are eh, and they want to make it into something that's wow. Taking something that's not so great and making it better than it could ever be. That's what maximizers do. That's why I love restoration projects. That's why I love flipping lawnmowers, getting one that doesn't run and fixing it, making it great and selling it. That's why I like home renovation projects. Although they never get finished, I still love them. I'll give you an example. I have a Toyota Tacoma. Here it is. 2007 Toyota Tacoma. Great truck. There's only one problem. As my kids get bigger, my truck gets smaller. That's a great truck. I can't even, I can't sit with the seat all the way back in it because it crushes my kids' legs now. So for 10 months or so, 9, 10 months, I've been searching the interwebs trying to find a Tundra. That is the, the, uh, the big brother to the Tacoma. It's, it's the one that's a full-size truck. And I've been looking, I know exactly what I wanted, and uh, I've been just, I knew, I don't care about the color so much, but I knew, I knew the model, I knew the engine I wanted, I knew it all, I knew exactly what I wanted. And as I'm looking on the internet, on Facebook Marketplace, I come across a deal. It's in Douglasville, Georgia. And I say, man, I, I think I might like this truck. Now, I'll, I'll admit I settled. I didn't get exactly what I wanted. But I, I drove down to Douglasville, and I saw this truck right here. Ooh, green tundra. It, it, to some of you, it may not look any bigger than the Tacoma. This is a first-generation tundra. It's not as big as the Tacoma. Or it, it's bigger than the Tacoma, even though it doesn't look like it. It's a great truck. And uh, I, I went, I looked at it, and I said, man, this is a nice truck, it looks good, they, they took good care of it, and I talked a little more to the guy, and then, I, and then we started finagling. You know what finagling is? I don't even know if that's a word, I don't even know how to spell it. Wheeling and dealing is another thing. 
Well, I talked the guy off his price by almost 1500 bucks, which made it a really good deal. And so I paid the man, and I drove it home. And the whole way home, I was like, this is a great truck. I love this truck. It's a great truck. And I drove it into the parking lot at my house, and I thought, this is the maximizer. I stole this truck off this guy. I probably could sell it and make some money right now. When most of us would be happy for what they got, right? It's not a discontentment thing, it's just a maximizing thing. And so I thought, man, if I register it and I pay the taxes on it, then I'm not going to make any money on this thing. So it sat in my driveway, I took some pictures of it, put it back on the old interweb, and three weeks later, sold it and made $700. That's a maximizer seizing an opportunity to take something and make it the best that it can be. That's a bag boy that says, I'm going to do something powerful to do it even bigger and better than I have before. That's a florist that says, let's take these, these broken things and let's turn them into something valuable. That's somebody that's maximizing. And when I think about our church, I constantly think, how can we maximize our church? Hey, this morning, this, this message is, is less spiritual digging into the Word, but it's more casting vision and looking at uh, how can we be better used by God as he uses us with his power in us, at work in us, to be more effective where we're at. See, the best part about our church and maximizing our, our church is that we start with this awesome foundation, this vision that we have. And if you're just visiting today or you're new in the last couple of years, let me give you some history. Two years ago, our church said, hey, let's, let's cast some vision. Let's, 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 let's be more intentional about what we're doing. Let's focus a bit. And so we've passed out this survey and so much information came back from the whole church Together, we read this stuff, and there were naturally five areas where we were all passionate about. And so you remember one Sabbath, we had this whiteboard up here, and you brought sticky dots, and you placed them on the board and prioritized them. And from that, we, uh, we had a writing committee, or writing whatever. There's so many committees. Yeah, another one. A writing committee. And we met, and we articulated those, um, th- those five things and put it into a vision statement. You know what it is. It's on the wall. We are a community building relationships with God and each other by investing in the passions of young people, fostering involvement, and being a positive influence in the local community. It's fun to watch you guys read it, because you read over here, and then everyone's heads turn. <laughs> and we start with a good vision. It's, 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 it's got direction. It's got movement. It's got a, a place to go, a place to look for, a place to, to, to reach out for. There's, there's not a whole lot in here that you can measure, per se, but you can look and say, are we, are we going that direction? Are we fulfilling God's calling on us? Uh, it's good. And one thing I love about our church is that we move together. It's not following one person or, or a team. It's a church that brings more people on board as we go together, always looking to Jesus, trying to find His direction that He leads us to. And this last, last couple of months, I've been brooding over our vision and trying to articulate it more in my mind so I can help lead our church better. And uh, so this last week, I put together a graphic um, you won't see it today. You'll probably see it next week. And I'm inviting you to speak into our vision today. So as, as we spend the next few moments together thinking through this vision, hey, you can grab a prayer card or a doodle card or a, I don't care if you use the giving envelope. You can just write ideas on there for me as you, as you get inspired by some of these ideas. So I took this graphic and I took it to the church board and I said, guys, uh, here's, here's our vision and here are pieces that we are already doing to reach these goals, this vision, but also some new ideas that are plugged in here as well. And I got feedback, and they gave more ideas. So I'm coveting your ideas as well today. So if you're okay with it, we're going we're gonna to kind of rocket through our vision one piece at a time, uh, casting some vision, asking for input, 
And, uh, and then, here's the funny thing, all that we're going to talk about are human ideas. And so as we think of these human ideas, think about the verse that we've just read, the verse that says, God will do immeasurably more than we can ask or even think. I can't wait to see what he does through human visions. All right, here we go. Here's the first one. We are a community building relationships with God. That's the first part. Here's some things, just some thoughts. I wonder what would happen if we had a midweek prayer meeting. I'm definitely not asking for another meeting to attend. And you better believe that I'm not talking about a prayer meeting where a pastor gets up front and opens the Bible and we have another sermon. Nope, not doing that. I refuse. I'll quit. What I am thinking of is what, if, what would happen if there were small groups of people that got together and prayed? It could happen here. It could happen at one of your houses. Uh, it might happen online. I don't know. There's a lot of you that are, are real savvy on the internet. I, I know because I see you guys on Facebook all the time. Maybe you have a Facebook Live prayer group. I know there's a church up in Ultawa, Tennessee, that does it. I don't know, just thinking. What would happen if we had little groups of prayer all over the place? How about the next, next one? Uh, enhancing our worship. I think about this all the time, every week. We evaluate in staff meeting, uh, t- what did we do well and what can we do better? And as I think about our worship, I'm not talking about, um, well, I like hymns or I like, or I like uh, contemporary Christian music. No, but what are the pieces that are distractions? What, how can we usher our church to the foot of the cross better. Just thinking out loud here. What about this one? What if we had more spiritual small groups? I don't know what they look like. There's, they're focused on spirituality, though. Every Thursday, Pastor Wilma leads a group. Uh, they meet here in the conference room. It's nice. They have Bible study and discuss. What if we had more of those? Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just talking out loud. Of course, we have Disciple Trek. Shameless plug here. In, I think, three weeks, Disciple Trek starts over again. And if you don't know what that is, it's a year-long journey of knowing Jesus better. It starts with fundamentals it goes through how to be a disciple, it goes through church history, and then it goes through how to be a personal evangelist and help your friends know Jesus better. Uh, uh, let's, let's jump down to the next one. This next year, Disciple Trek is going to Carmen Avenue School. Fifth through eighth graders, I'm going to give them an application and say, hey, if you'd like to be a part of this, fill out this application. I'm only taking about five or six kids. So, you know, if they got to want it in order to join it. What about this? What if we had intentional church-wide devotional and Bible reading that we sent out every day in an email. It said, read this chapter and this chapter, and then let's, let's talk about it. I don't know how we talk about it. Maybe it's on Facebook. I don't know. Just thinking out loud. How can we build relationships with God better? Ready for the next one? Oh, somebody's sleeping out. Thank you, David. I'm glad you're awake, buddy. All right, next one. Here it is. We are a community building relationships with God. We did that one and each other. When I presented this to the church board, this graphic, and you'll, you'll see it next week. It's not that fancy. It's just, what, it's just words. And I said, what, what do you guys think about this? There were lots of comments back about this each other piece, which tells me this. Our church board represents our church body, and I think they represent pretty well, which means if my church board says to me, we want more interaction with each other, we love the, the, the togetherness, that tells me that you guys aren't opposed to it and would love to be together as well. We're hanging out a little bit. So here are some thoughts. Here are some ideas. What if we had more church socials? Somebody said, yeah, I like that. I mean, so we, so we do the, the, the fall retreat. That's good. At Red Top Mountain, that's fun. Um, that's about it. We have, we have things for groups. Like last week, the men went to whitewater rafting. That's fantastic. I'm talking church-wide socials. Like, wouldn't it be fun if we rented Sparkle's roller skating rink? See who can blow out a hip the fastest? <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome? What if, uh, what if we, um, I don't know, what if we just had like, a veggie grill out or something. Wouldn't that be good? Make some picnic games. Not as many amens, you meat eaters out there. I heard it. Like, 
Veggie? Why has it got to be veggie? Wouldn't it be fun to do more church-wide socials and hang out with each other? How about this one? I like this one. What if we had a monthly family night? I'm talking church family night. What if we, um, what if we, uh, let me explain it. Um, once a month, on whatever night we say, maybe it's a Tuesday night, uh, we all can come together here. The Sabbath before, you'll have a chance to fill out a card that says, I'd like, I'd like four burritos for my family, or whatever it is. Maybe we go to the taco place that's just up the road, and they, they, they cater the food in. So if you work nine to five, you're off work by five. Hopefully you can get here by six. Food is ready for you. We, every, we all eat together. And then what if we all split up after that? Like, like Pathfinders do their thing. Adventurers do their thing. Maybe you've got the sewing group that meets then. Maybe, maybe you have prayer meeting that night. Maybe uh, all the groups meet at the same time. Maybe there's other things that happen too. But it's a family night where you get to be together and hang out. Do you like it? Yeah. Okay. David again. I love you in the back, man. I'll pay you later, buddy. Uh, we already have some good things that are happening. Men's ministries, women's ministries. What about family ministries? We don't do a ton of that. Um, we've been doing some stuff, but what if we focus more intently on that? How about this one? This one was added at church board. What about senior ministries? Okay, I heard some amens back there. That's awesome. I mean, we have a wealth of wisdom and knowledge and experience in some of the awesome elderly folk that are here in our church. I'll tell you what, they give the best affirmation at the door at the back. Every week, if I preach the worst sermon ever, I still have several people, Pastor, that was a wonderful message. I know, what they re- I know, I know the reality, it's okay. Uh, or shut-ins. Hey, listen to this. Kathy Turner, she's awesome. Right there, third row. Raise your hand, Kathy. She's refusing, I love it. <laughs> listen to that. Oh. Kathy Turner has a burden on, our, on her heart. She's had this for a while and she continues to do it to reach shut-in people that, that can't come to church. And so she visits them all the time. Uh, just this last week, or I guess two weeks ago, Pastor Connor, um, our intern pastor, he called up Kathy and said, Hey, Kathy, I'd like to take my talent and ability of music, and I'd like to go with you to some of the shut-ins. And so they went together, and he took his guitar, and he played music and sang songs to elderly, or to shut-ins. Isn't that cool? What if we did more of that? Just saying. Um, how can we maximize potluck? And for you introverts that are like me, um, this will scare you to death. What if we had mixers, or as you came in the door, you got a number and you had to go sit at a random table? It's terrifying, isn't it? It would be awful. I hate this idea. Let's go. But it would, it would help us get to know each other. Or how about this one? I'm thinking big now, okay? What about this? What if we created intentional spaces on our campus to mingle? What I mean by that is, what if there was a beautiful atrium that had seating areas, uh, maybe high-top tables that you could lean on, where people could sit and chat and talk and mingle together. Uh, here's, a, here's an idea that is long before me, but I'm kind of resurrecting it just to pitch it a little bit. What if the space between Carmen Avenue School and our church was this high glass atrium with these chairs and nice lights? Wouldn't that be beautiful? Maybe the, maybe the front door of the church goes out there through the wall out into this beautiful glass. I'm just thinking. It's a good idea, David Esterline. Just saying. All right, next one. Just pitching ideas here. Are you, are you jotting ideas down? Some of you are. First service gave me a bunch, just saying. This can be a competition. All right, so we are a community building relationships with God and each other, investing in the passions of young people. I love that this church loves young people. It's, if we didn't, something would be wrong. In fact, uh, Alani and Sydney and Alexis and Eric and Darren, all you guys, thank you for your music today. It was awesome. You guys always do a great job. But how do we invest more in young people? 
I mean, we already have cool things like Friday Night Hangout. It's awesome. I've been there. Uh, they usually eat something, they sing some good songs, they play a game, and then they spend time in the Word. Right now they're going through, well, they were going through the book of Revelation. I'm not sure where they're going through now. If you're high school age and early college, you're missing out if you don't go. It's every Friday night. They meet down in the AAA building. You should go. It's, it's fun. Isn't it fun? Okay. All right, what are some other things? What if we had more middle school events? We miss this piece a lot. Uh, sometimes we'll focus on high school, but what about the early teens? What do they, what do they have? Or maybe middle school, high school, even collegiate events. Here's one that got added, this uh, young professional events. And I'll be honest with you, it's hard as an adult to, have other, to, to provide something for other adults. So young professionals, I don't know who that is. If you're ready to start something up, let me know. I'll, I'll empower you and, and to help you do it. What about this one? How do we continue giving leadership to young people? There's two people, two young people in my mind that stand out. Uh, there's a bunch that are awesome. These two are, came to my mind. First one's Darren Thompson, a man on the piano this morning. He's one of our elders. How old are you, Darren? You're 19. And yet, because we can see Jesus moving in his life, because he lives for Jesus, it's so obvious in everything he does, we wanted him as an elder in our church. That's passing the keys of leadership down. Uh, here, another one is, is Alani Sevilla. Alani, you saw her. She hit her head on the microphone this morning. <laughs> you didn't see that? Well, go back online and watch it. You can see it later. I'm sorry, Alani. <laughs> Uh, Alani, man, I'll tell you what, it's fun to watch God move in her life and, and grow her and, and push her outside of her comfort zone. In fact, this last Thursday, Alani was meeting with Pastor Luke, and uh, Luke texted me, and he, he said, Alani wants to preach, exclamation, 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 exclamation point. And I said, done. August 10. Are you ready? Alani's preaching on August 10. That's cool. How can we do more of that? Or how about this? I'm dreaming big again. You ready? What if we built a youth annex? I don't even know what an annex means, but it sounds cool. <laughs> like, I don't know if you know where the youth and the early teens meet for Sabbath school? In the, in the attic. Yes. They come down the sidewalk. They come on the outside of the building right outside here. They go through this door over here. They walk by this hallway. They go back outside, up some out, outside staircase, up into these rooms. There's two rooms. that are One's up there and one's over there. And they... They're cool sometimes, like when the air conditioning works, and they're hot a lot of times when the air conditioning doesn't. And it's kind of an afterthought where the youth and young people are. And yet in our vision statement, we say we invest in the passions of young people. Y'all want to invest in the passions of young people? Let's build a youth annex. Amen. Wouldn't that be cool? You want to see what it looks like? Here's what, let's see if I can get out of my mind. What about this space right here on the edge of our church all the way over to Alan Cox, as far as, the, as, far as code would let us, David? Um, what, what if we had a, a beautiful, like, not a chapel, but this area over here that's, that's these big rooms that there can be fun events and things that happen in there. I don't, let's, let's think even bigger. What if we put a second story on the, uh, on the, the Sabbath school rooms right here and, and we put big rooms up in the top? Wouldn't that be awesome? Let's go. Okay, there's a few. All right, that's fine. Just, I'm just dreaming here. Let's go to the next one. We're a community building relationships with God and each other, fostering involvement. All right, this one is... Uh, heavy on my heart because I don't believe in the 20-80 rule, that 20% of the people do 80% of the work. I don't like that rule. don't believe in it. And I wonder, and I believe that if more people knew the needs of a church, that they would jump on board. So what if we had, what if we created a visible and interactive way for people to know what areas need volunteers? And I don't know what that looks like, but maybe, and we've got a bulletin board that is in the hallway, and if you don't know, you should go check it out. Uh, but what if we had a whole entire wall that was dedicated to where you can serve and where you can, where you can get involved? 
I don't know what that looks like. Maybe there's things that you pull off the wall and you take it back to your house and you pray over it for a week and then you come back and you feel like, if God's leading me to this, I'm going to do it. Now, maybe there's a TV in the middle with uh, special feature videos that say, hey, I'm with uh, early teen ministry and we need more volunteers to help teach. I don't know what it looks like, but I think we should have something like that. What, about, what if we continually created opportunities for people to serve? Uh, sometimes I feel like um, a president of the United States that like, has to create jobs and different things. Uh, which is, this is not a problem, I like that. For instance, a year ago, we wouldn't have had a golf cart and John Montour running around picking you up from the lower parking lot. But because we believe in fostering involvement, we created that position. And John Edison, who's the elder over that ministry, he made sure that we got a golf cart. He found donors for it, and he and I drove down to Petrie City, where Nate Elias is from, and we picked up a golf cart and brought it back. And that's why you have that ministry. Let's create more ministry. Let's create more opportunities for people to plug in. Um, what if, and we do this at some extent, we use strengths and spiritual gifts to place people in positions where they will succeed. For instance, in nominee committee, I'm, I'm intentional about not doing this. Well, we need a new uh, VBS director. Um, who would, who's willing to do it? If we can't find the right person for the job, maybe we shouldn't have, have that. Um, so what if, what if instead we did this? I need someone that is... Um, that can delegate well, that is organized, that uh, is detail-focused, that likes to work behind the scenes. And we collect some names, and then we say, you are our new head deaconess. <laughs> Sounds scary, right? But if you already have the gifts that God's put in your life to do that kind of stuff, then let him use you. Just saying. All right. What if we hosted a yearly job and ministry fair? Maybe it's at a potluck, after potluck, and, and all the ministries have a little booth or a table, and you just walk around, and you, you get to know that ministry, and, you get, and you, they have a list of things. We need you for this, this, and this, and this. Just talking out loud. All right, here's the next one. Um, we are a community building relationship with God and each other, being a positive influence in the local community. This one um, is what my heart beats for, and that's why you hear me talking about it so much. Um, but I firmly believe that this... Outreach and service and being other-centered is, is what takes nominal Christians and makes them into passionate Christians. Because there's some switch that happens in your life when you begun, begin to see others first and you second that your relationship with God grows. That's just my philosophy, and I think that's, that's how it works. But, and so, you, so there's a lot of these we're already doing because I'm so passionate about them. But here's, here's some of them. Compassion Sabbath. We're doing one today. I don't know, maybe that family night that I'm talking about. By the way, these are all ideas. Don't hold me to it that we're going to do them all. Right? Just ideas. What if we had Compassion Sabbath on that family night, too? A group of people went and did something every time. I don't know. Local mission outreach. We do it already once a year. It's my favorite week of the year where I bring a mission trip to you. If you work 9 to 5, great. We meet at 7 o'clock, 7 to 9 o'clock. It's coming up here in a few weeks. I think it's next month sometime. And uh, two years ago, we adopted a, a, a house, and we built a wheelchair ramp. Last year, we adopted Shady Grove Baptist Church, and we went over there, and we uh, did a ton of work at their property to make their campus uh, better so that they can better minister to people. That's kind of cool. Some, some Adventists might say, what are you doing? Hey, service and outreach, that's what we're doing, being a positive influence in the local community. Um, so local mission outreach this year, here's what I'd like to do. See if I can cast this vision for you. I'd like in the Mac Mile to find four or five houses in a row on one street and see if we can bless them in a special way. If it's one house, that's great, but if there's multiple houses, then they have something to talk about. And after we clean the gutters, or, or paint the house, or cut the brush down, or whatever it is, mow the yards, what if we stick a sign in their yard that says, 
This home has been loved on by the Marietta Seventh-day Adventist Church. Amen. And what if at the end of that week, we have a block party for that whole neighborhood? Bounce houses, food, music, games. Wouldn't that be cool? Let's that, go. That neighborhood, <laughs> that neighborhood would know that Marietta Adventist Church loves them. What else we got? Each ministry does something that impacts the Mac Mile. What if we said, hey, a requirement of you being head deacon or a Sabbath school teacher is to do something in the Mac Mile to impact it? Just throwing it out there. Um, Live Well Marietta, you remember this, we did it last year. We're doing it again this year, September 28th. I just met with Drew Benton the other day, and, and he's fired up about it. We always serve it must once a month. I love it. Let's keep going. What if all of our ministries were focused on outreach? I'm thinking of uh, whatever. It could be Sabbath schools. We, we typically think of that as, as in-reach growth, but what if it's uh, reaching out to others and bringing them in. You're still going to get the in ones. Let's get the out ones and the in ones. What about this? Connect with more local nonprofits to make a larger impact. There's so many nonprofits around here. Why can't we team up with them and help them too? I love this one. What if we opened our playground in the summer for the community? We'd, if you went out right now, we don't have a playground because I destroyed it. But remember, I'm a maximizer, so just relax. It's coming. Um, our new playground that is is in pieces, uh, the, all the posts and poles got transported over to Leland's house, and they'll be painted in the coming weeks, and then they'll be installed, and when that thing is done, it's going to be amazing, and you're going to want to invite your neighbors and your friends. What if in the summertime, when we don't have to worry about uh, school conflicts and, you know, multi-use, what if we said, bring your kids? We know you mothers are, can't wait for school to start so your kids can go away, but in the summertime, you can bring them here and you enjoy our playground too. I don't know, just thinking. Uh, what if we hosted more community events, marriage seminars? We had one just this last, uh, sorry, um, parenting seminars just this last week during, or two weeks ago during VBS. What if we did more of that kind of stuff? All of these ideas, I think there's some good ones. And I hope that you have some ideas that you're going to pass to me on the way out the door. But here's the reality. While I'm pumped about the things that we can do here, what God will use us for here, I can't wait to see what he does with us because it's beyond our human vision, because we know that he will do immeasurably more through willing hearts and willing people to make an impact for the kingdom. Human ideas mixed with God's work becomes unbelievable things. It's bigger and better and more next level and more maximized than you could ever dream about, even think about. There's, you can't even imagine what it looks like. And I close with a prayer that Paul writes that we've been reading all morning. And here's what he says. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. hope you were inspired by today's message, and we would love to hear from you. If you would like to contact one of our pastors, find out more about what we believe, or for information about our service times in Marietta, Georgia, please visit www.mariettaadventist.org. If you were inspired by today's message, please share it with your friends. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are available.